Bad Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on, kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. Hello. It's so good you could join us as we welcome in another Sabbath day. I'm Auntie Leah and this is Uncle Daniel and he's got a lot to tell us about the Bible, including Bible prophecy. Welcome Uncle Daniel. Thank you Auntie Leah and hello to each one of you here today. It's so good to be here with you and take part in our worship time together. It's good to be sharing this time with you as well Auntie Leah. Would you like to tell the boys and girls what you do? Well. I love working with children in Sabbath school and one day I hope to be a full-time Bible worker. But what do you do during the week? I teach science at a local school. A school teacher? Wow, so you must love teaching kids and hanging out with them. I do, I really do. And I've got some amazing Bible stories to share over the coming weeks. We can't wait for that. It's wonderful to know that children all around the world are watching. I even know of children in Scotland who watch A Day with the King. So I'd like to say hello to Tiana, Delano, Caleb, Anaya, Lily, and all the children in Aberdeen, Scotland who watch A Day with the King. Hello. Before we commence our worship time, Bailey, would you like to say a prayer for us? Dear Lord, thank you for keeping us safe through other weeks. Please send us the Holy Spirit as we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Bailey. Auntie Leah, I can see a new jewel box. What's that for? It's sparkly and pretty, isn't it? Have you ever been on a treasure hunt? They're fun, aren't they? Well, this jewel box contains some treasure, beautiful gemstones. You know, the greatest treasure hunt of all is in the Bible because it contains many precious gems or promises to help us to live a rich life full of God's blessings. We can be sure the Bible is true and is from God through prophecy. Prophecy tells important things that will happen in the future. Prophecy is like history told ahead of time. Only God knows the future completely. Each week, our treasure hunt will reveal something important about Bible prophecy. We'll discover precious Bible gems, messages from God to encourage us and give us certainty about the future. Our jewel box contains clues to help us unlock the codes and symbols that we are going to learn about in our Bible study time. The Bible contains all we need to understand God's prophetic messages. We'll discover why God has given these prophetic messages to us. Now, let's see how this works. Bethany, would you like to get out the gemstone and Bible gem that's hidden in our jewel box? Sure. Wow, what does that Bible gem represent? Isaiah 42.9. Kayla, would you please read that for us? Yes. Behold, the former thing have come to pass, and new thing I declare before they spring forth, I tell thee of them. This text tells us that God promises to let us know important things that are going to happen in the future. God is so good to us. What other clues do we have in our jewel box, Bethany? Prophecy is history told ahead of time. Yes, prophecy tells us about the future. 
People who prophesy are called prophets. Later in our Bible study, we're going to learn about a boy who became a prophet. But remember now, God promises to re reveal the future to us. He cares about us so much. He is watching over us constantly and He never leaves us without guidance or direction. The clues to understanding prophecy are all in the Bible. What an adventure of discovery this is going to be. Thanks, Aunty Leah. I can't wait to see what other gems there are. Hey everyone, Brayden is here to sing with us. Hello, Hello Brayden. Hello everyone. It's good to be here with you all to welcome in the Sabbath. We're going to start with a Sabbath song called We Will Gather to Meet with the King. On Friday when the sun goes down, a special day of the week comes round. On Friday when the sun goes down, we will gather to meet with the King. On Friday when the sun goes down, when all of our work and our play is done, on Friday when the sun goes down, we will joyfully worship the King. Brayden, can we sing whatsoever? That's a great choice. I really enjoy scripture songs. Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are just and of good reward, these are the things to think about. Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are virtue and are excellent, these are the things to think about. These are the things to think about. These are the things to think about. Raiden, can we please sing Dare to Be a Daniel? Hey, that's a great choice because I think you guys are learning about Daniel at the moment. Let's sing it together. I like the new songs we sang. Guess what's next? Dr. Dr. John! He has another story for us. Hello boys and girls and hello to boys and girls all around the world. I'm Dr. John. I want to tell you about a little boy who was born quite some time ago and his name was Nicky. And as he started to grow, he thought, I don't like Nicky as a name. Call me Nick. And when he got to about 15, he said, you better start calling me Prince Nicholas. And then he became emperor. And he was a very grand person. And here he is in his uniform, 
magnificent. And as emperor, he was called the Tsar Nicholas II. And he lived in a beautiful palace. He had palaces everywhere. He loved flowers. One day in the middle of winter, he looked out the window and way in the distance, he saw a guard standing at attention with a rifle guarding something. And he thought, I wonder what he's guarding. The next morning he looked and there was another soldier standing at attention with his rifle. What is he guarding? So he said, I'm going to go out and have a look. And so he got on his hat because it was very, very cold. Now, this is a hat from Russia and it gets so cold. This is made from mink. And he put on his hat, you know, when it gets really cold, you can actually pull the flaps down. And he pulled the flaps down and he went out to where the guard was. He snuck up behind and then he said, good morning. And the guard jumped. He turned around. Oh, it was the Tsar. He bowed down. Sir, he didn't know whether to bow or salute. And the Tsar said, what are you doing? I'm guarding. Yes. What are you guarding? Uh, I don't know. Why are you here? Because I was told to come here and guard here. Go and get the sergeant. So the sergeant came. Oh, your majesty. He said, what is this soldier doing here? Uh, he's guarding. What? I don't know. They're always here. Why? Go and get the book, the official book. And so they opened the book. And for 100 years, they didn't know what they were guarding. It turned out that his great, great, great grandmother was an empress, Catherine. And she had a visitor one day who brought her a beautiful rose bush. And she loved it. And she had it planted. She said, I don't want it stolen. Get a guard and you will guard that rose bush. Not 10 hours a day, not 12 hours a day, 24 hours a day. Guard my rose bush. You know, she died. The bush died. But they kept on guarding where the rose used to be for 100 years. What a waste of time. And, you know, we'll be studying about Jerusalem and Jerusalem they forgot how to worship God and they just worshiped him the same way and they didn't know why. You know, I went to Jer Jerusalem and I saw some people walking quickly to church and walking slowly back. And I said, why do you walk quickly there and slowly back? I don't know. That's the way we always do it. Actually, they're walking fast to church, slowly from church. And you know, they only worshiped because that was the way they had always done it. Just like the king, the emperor, the Tsar Nicholas, the guard didn't know what he was guarding and the people in Jerusalem didn't know who and why they were worshiping. And that is why Jesus came there so he could teach them that he was the true God, 
Never forget the story of Tsar Nicholas, the rosebush and the guard. It's time for our Bible study. I hope you'll join in and look up the text in your Bible as we read together. Jeremiah, would you please ask God to be with us as we read the Bible? Dear Father, thank you for our Bibles. Please send your Holy Spirit to help us understand the things we read. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm, amen. Thank you, Jeremiah. We've come a long way since King Solomon's famous reign over Israel. There were good kings and bad kings in the generations of rulers who followed him. God sent many prophets like Isaiah and Jeremiah to warn his people to turn from their wicked practices, but they continued to rebel. Finally, God had no choice but to let them go into captivity so they would learn that doing things God's way was the best. Today's lesson starts with the fulfillment of Jeremiah's prophecy that Israel would go into captivity for 70 years. Open your Bibles to the first chapter in the book of Daniel. In verse 1, we read that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, captured Jerusalem during the rule of King Jehoiakim. Nebuchadnezzar took the king and many of the people and marched them back to Babylon, several weeks walk away. Auntie Leah, could you please point to the map and show us where Babylon is? Yeah. Now you see that path that they took? That's um, how long it took them to get from Jerusalem to Babylon. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Nebuchadnezzar took something else too. Bethany, could you please read the second part of Daniel 1 verse 2? Some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God. Okay. And um, he brought the articles into the treasure house of his God. Now keep in mind that many golden objects were taken from God's sanctuary. We'll learn more about these in a few weeks' time. Nebuchadnezzar had a special plan for some of the most intelligent and best-looking Israelites once he got them to Babylon. Caleb, can you please read verse 4 for us? Young men in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the land, language and literature of the Chaldeans. Nebuchadnezzar wanted the brightest people to work for him. Who wouldn't? He hoped that by bringing them to his palace, by giving them pagan names and teaching them all about Babylonian religion and culture, they would forget their God of their heritage and follow heathen Babylonian customs. Among these specially chosen men from the royal household and nobles were four teenage youth, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah. King Nebuchadnezzar gave them new pagan names. In verse 7, we read that Daniel's name was changed to Belteshazzar, Hananiah's name became Shadrach, Mishael was changed to Meshach, and Azariah's name was changed to Abednego. In verse 5, we discover that King Nebuchadnezzar thought he was doing these young Israelites a favor. Bryce, would you please read verse 5 for us? And the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies, and the wine which he drank, and three years of training for them. 
that at the end of that time they might serve before the king. Now, you might be tempted to think, wow, party food every single day. But remember, the king's delicacies included rich desserts, unclean meats like pig or pork meat, food offered to idols, and alcoholic wine. Now, we talked about unclean foods in the book of Leviticus and how God did not want these foods to be eaten. These items would fuzzy their thinking, impair their capacity to learn, lower their resistance to evil, and lead them into sin. Daniel and his three friends had been faithfully trained to follow God's laws as young children. Now they faced the biggest test of their lives. If they rejected the king's provisions, he could be insulted and they could be put to death. If they went along with the king's plan, they could become very important people in Babylon and live a much more comfortable life than most of the other captives. How were they going to deal with this temptation? Shemaiah. I think you can find the verse, uh, the answer to that in verse 8. Can you please read that for us? But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. The, therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defy himself. Mm, thank you. Now, Ashpenaz, the chief of the eunuchs, liked Daniel, but he also feared the king. Jeremiah, can you please read verse 10? And the, and the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord, the king who has appointed your food and drink, for why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who, who are your age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. Mm. Healthy living, Daniel's style, was a completely new concept to the Babylonians. They had no knowledge of God's laws in relation to health. What a wonderful opportunity for Daniel and his friends to educate the Babylonians about the many blessings of God's health message. Daniel's behavior had been kind and respectful, and he cooperated wherever he could. So, Melza, the man who Ashpenaz had appointed to look after the day-to-day -day welfare of the four young Hebrews, took Daniel's request seriously. Sai, could you please read about this in verses 12 and 13? Please test your servants for ten days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be examined before you and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies and you see fit, so deal with your servants. Now Melza was reluctant, but he agreed to give them just ten days to prove their claim. He was worried that they might get weak or skinny and sick. Well, of course, because they weren't used to this health message, right? Do you think 10 days is enough time to make a noticeable difference? What do you think? No. Yeah, yeah maybe. Let's find out. Auntie Leah, can you please read this in verse 15? And at the end of 10 days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Wow. Can you imagine that? 10 days. That made a big difference, didn't it? How did Melza react in verse 16? 
Bethany, can you please read that for us? Thus the steward took away their portion of delicacies and the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables. Wow, what a huge victory and witness for God's formula for healthy living. Right in the center of influence over the whole nation of Babylon. God honored the stand for truth of the four young men in a special way. Caleb, could you please read verse 17? Sure. As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all vision and dreams. Wow, that's incredible. Now, let's have a look at our torchlight. Mrs. White shines some additional light on this in her book, Councils on Diet and Foods, page 155. Bryce, could you please read that? Indulgence of the appetite would have involved the sacrifice of physical vigor, clearness of intellect and spiritual power. One, one wrong step would have probably have led to others until their connection with heaven being severed they would have been swept away by temptation. Isn't that incredible? So all four men were blessed because of their faithful obedience to God, even down to eating only the best foods for their physical health and mental sharpness. Daniel was given a particular gift to understand visions and dreams. We will learn in the coming weeks how important that gift proved to be. And it gets even better. After three years of study, they had a big exam. You wouldn't want to get too many questions wrong if you were being tested by the king now, would you? He could order you your head to be chopped off if he didn't like your test results. And remember, they had to learn a new language during their study time as well, just to be able to understand the questions in the language of the Babylonians. Verse 19 tells us that when the king interviewed Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah, at the end of the three years, he was amazed at their knowledge. Shemaiah, could you please read that in verse 20? And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which which the king examined them. He mm -hmm. found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. Wow! Ten times! God honored Daniel and his friends because they studied diligently and were obedient to God's laws, including God's health laws. As we read our memory verse together, let's remember that all God's commands are promises. He will give us the power to obey. Turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 10.31 in the New Testament. Now, some of us will have learned this verse already. Now, let's say it together. Ready? Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Claim this promise, follow this command and see how God will bless you in your body and your mind. We hope you enjoyed that Bible study as much as we did. If you want to study more about today's topic, check out our devotionals. Matthew and Kaylee will tell you how. <sighs> what do you want? You bored? Yes. Look what I got. Whoa. Look at that. Every day of the week. Where'd you get this? A day of the king.com. Thanks, Matthew and Kaylee. Uncle Daniel, what are we going to learn about next week? 
Well, next week we are going to discover why Daniel, his three friends and all the king's wise men were given the death sentence and how God delivered them out of this awful situation. That'll be exciting. Mm. Auntie Leah, can we practice our memory verse again? Yes. And why don't you say it along with us? The words are on your screen. Therefore, whatever you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. That's a verse worth remembering at the beginning of every day. Bailey, what did you learn about the King today? That whether we eat or drink will affect my mind for good or bad. That's so true. And I'm so glad that God has given us so many healthy, yummy options to choose from. Well, that brings our worship time to a close. We're going to finish with our blessing song. You can sing along with us. May God bless you and keep you and fill your heart with love. May God guide and protect you and watch you from above. As Sabbath after Sabbath, we greet the day of rest, the day the King of glory has sanctified and blessed. Goodbye, my friend, till we meet. loves me because he's blessed me with amazing family and friends. I know Jesus loves me because he keeps me safe from day to day. I know Jesus loves me because he gave me animals. listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week.